and welcome to the Therapist Marketing Podcast. My name's Rosie Piercy. I'm a chiropractor and clinic director. And today we're going to talk about um, search engine optimization or SEO. So if you know anything about SEO, you'll know that it's a massive, massive topic, very complex and ever-changing world. So what I want to give you today is four things that are reasonably simple, maybe not easy, but simple to start with, that you can do to start making your clinic website um, more visible so that people can you can attract the patient you want and get more people into your practice that's the sort of aim of our game in a way so first of all I want to talk about site speed so site speed is how quickly your website loads when someone pushes on the link to your site so if you've been on the internet before which I imagine you will have been and you push on a site and it takes ages to load and half of it's loading and the pictures haven't come up and some of the text there and all the formatting's wrong and after about I don't know 10-15 seconds it's there you're not there you've gone you left you press the back button because you don't want to wait to read it and you've gone to look at the next option on the search results that you put in now um, Google knows this it knows that it makes it frustrating for people that sites don't load well and quickly. So it will penalise you for that. And it's a really important factor in uh, how you rank on the search ending results. So to do this, you need to get your site speed to under two seconds. Now, there's a way to test this tool called Pingdom, which I'll put the link in the show notes. You can test it. It'll tell you your, your speed and it'll give you a grade. Now, it'll also give out lots of technical data about what's it slowing down. Now, unless you're incredibly, incredibly technically minded, you may need to show that to a kind of website wizard um, to to get them to fix anything that's making it too slow. But getting that fixed is a really, really, really important factor. The second thing is to think about um, security. So this is where you have a little padlock and you're sort of what's called HTTPS. Now, years ago, if you weren't selling anything on your site, it didn't really matter if you were HTTP or HTTPS. You just it wasn't an important ranking factor but now with more of a sort of security issues and stuff it is an important factor so your website needs to be https um now it's maybe something that your domain um hoster can help you with or your, you know your who's ever hosting your site you may need to, just need to buy a security certificate but if it's if it's not that easy then you might have to re- migrate your site which again is quite a techie thing um so you might need to get a, a yeah a tech person to, to do that for you. I know um, years ago when I migrated totalchiro.co.uk from HTTP to HTTPS, I had someone do it for me because that's way past my technical level when it comes to um, internet stuff. Um, so those first two things are are factors that maybe you can't do yourself that you're going to have to get someone else to do for you, which may involve some expense, and I know generally we don't like spending money on things but these are things that are really really important um so i would really recommend before you do anything else on your seo that you get your site speed and your site security sorted because they are such big important ranking factors now we're going to start talking about stuff that's more what perhaps what you can do on the website particularly if you do any of your own building or anything like that so the next thing is usability so by that i mean how nice 
is your website actually to use? Because often when we're talking about SEO, we tend to think a lot about what Google would like. But we obviously we're writing for our patients, so we need to not forget that it's patients who are actually going to read the stuff we write. So we need to make sure that our um, websites or our blogs are really easy to use and engaging. And that helps, and that's what these next two points are about. So with usability, by that I mean when someone lands on your website... Can they tell instantly what it is you can do? It should be smack around the face obvious what you do when you land on your website. Don't be cryptic. Make it obvious. You know, if you can do it nicely, it can still look pretty and sleek and fresh and cool, but make it obvious. And also make things like your phone number super, super obvious so that it's really easy for the person who wants your phone number to make a booking to find it. Because if you... If the patient comes onto your website, they see it, say, I don't know, you're a physio, but they have to go through three pages or scroll up and down your site four times to find the tiny, tiny phone number you've put in the corner, they may not bother. Because one thing I think we tend to forget is we're not just competing against other therapists, other clinics for, for patients' attention. We're competing against their general life as well in a way I don't know if you're if you ever find this you know you're you're fight you thought you find five minutes quietly to look something up on the internet and make an appointment or phone about something and then suddenly your kids come in or the phone your phone goes off or I don't know something happens and you're distracted so we want to make sure the time is, is quick quick and easy to find what they want to find about so they don't get distracted in real life and they don't get fed up and go and find someone else's site who is easy to use. So you need to make sure that you're, it's obvious what you do, that your phone number is easy to find, that you're, if you have online booking, it's super easy and obvious to do. So I think on my one, I've got like straight away, book here now, you know, so the bus, button's on the first third of the page. So if that's all that people want to do, they can do it quickly. I often also think things like having your prices um, is really important because people want to know, they want to have an idea before they get into a situation where they're sitting in front of you as to how much money they're thinking about spending. It might not be that money is an issue for them, it might not be a stop factor, but if they don't know what it is, then most people are more likely to go, well, I don't know, maybe I'll go and find someone else to see what they, their prices are. So you don't necessarily need to have those on your front page or your homepage, but you need to maybe have it in an about section, which is really super easy to find. Um, so also details about you. So you know about you can have um, clinic information. So it's like a drop down about clinic information and then uh, therapist stuff, whichever way you want to call it. Then that makes it easy to find because if you people are going to come and see you they want to know what you look like probably a little bit about yourself that you've got some qualifications so make all that information really easy to navigate for your site so that if you are coming off your home page onto another page it's easy to do they're not going oh which tab do I need and then clicking every single tab to try and work out what it is make it easy for them because again we don't want them to be distracted and go off and do something else or get bored and go and find a competitor site to look at where you are, having where you are in the world and a map and Google makes it really easy for you to put maps on on websites. Make, it makes it useful for people because they and put local like landmarks on it and stuff so they can go, oh, that's it. And whether you have parking, all the parking details. Um, and if it's tricky, maybe a picture so that people know. So you're not kind of, particularly if you're, if you're maybe thinking that sometimes patients are in pain or anxious about coming for any reason, 
We want to make it all the little details that might make them stop and go somewhere else easy. So if it's not, you know, if you've got to go around the back and turn left and turn right to get to the car park, but in fact it's actually right behind the clinic, but it's not obvious, then maybe make a video or show them so that it's really easy. There's no, um, there's no murkiness, and that will make people feel uh, that you've really thought about them, which is a good, a good touch. Also, in all your pages, have um, have your phone number so that and and contact us details so that they don't have to go back to your homepage to to find your phone number. They've just read your amazing information on neck pain and headaches, and they now want to book an appointment. Make it easy. Have it at the bottom. Have it in the text of the blog or, the, or your service page, so that they can um, find it quickly. So when I say service page, which may be something that you're not used to, so service page is something like, so if I use myself as an example, a chiropractor, so my service pages are things like um, back pain, nap pain, headaches, pregnancy pain, sports injuries, things like that. So each of those pages is talking about how I treat that condition is a service page. Um, and it has information just about that. And that differs from maybe my blogs, which would be my, obviously my blog pages. So... Um, and we can talk when we talk about um, keywords and things like that, which we will talk about short, well, in another pod, a cast episode at some point, we'll talk about the differences in keywords that you use, for, say, for instance, your sales pages or your blog pages. Good. Now, when you're looking at your usability and maybe get a friend to have a look at your site, one of those friends who will be super honest, not just say, yeah, it's great, because yeah, it's great is not helpful. Don't forget to think about mobile. 50% of searches at least happen on mobiles. So you need to make sure that your page looks as good on mobile as it does on your desktop and also that the buttons are easy to use. Um, particularly, you know, men, they have big fingers and thumbs and if they can't get to the button and they push on that button and it pushes the button next to it, it's annoying, they'll give up and go somewhere else. So don't forget to think about mobile when you're thinking about your usability. Check how well your desktop works on mobile. Oh, as well as your desktop. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, how well your website look, works on your mobile as well as your desktop version. Excellent. Right, the last factor I want to talk about is dwell time. Now, dwell time is how long someone has spent on your website or on your page, sorry, of your website. Now, this shows Google how well it answered the search's query. Right, so I said a few maybe terms that you may or may not be familiar there. So the way to think about it is when you're searching for Google, and we could use a, um, a an example of, say, I don't know, headaches. Say you have a patient who's looking for information on headaches. Now, if they put head pe- headaches associated or head pain and neck pain treatment for or something like that, then if you had a website page say a blog that's talking about that, then it will come up in the search rankings. If a patient then clicks onto it, so that's the searcher query, if the searcher then clicks onto your page and spends only 10 seconds on there, because although you've got headaches and neck pain, you're talking about it only in relation to, I don't know, having a ponytail, and this is a 20-year-old man who doesn't have a ponytail, then they're going to click straight off it. And Google will say, oh... That is not a good answer for that searcher's question, and it is likely to downgrade it. However, if you've if he is a twenty year old man with a ponytail, or you've got an, an, a more rounded piece on on headaches and neck pain, 
then and the searcher maybe spends five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes reading your blog, then Google go, ah, that was a really good answer for that question because it's been, they've spent a long time reading it. We will rank that piece higher. So dwell time is really important in that way. So the next question comes along. How do we make our blog pages or our service pages, but maybe particularly our blog pages for this one, entertaining and engaging so that people spend long, long time on them? Right. So first of all, we need to make it tempting to read. So if you've opened a blog and it's just a massive uh, load of text, an unbreaking, unending spiel of text, it doesn't look appealing. And you think, geez, this might be really, really interesting, but it's going to take me at least 20 minutes to read and I haven't got 20 minutes. Or you don't want to invest 20 minutes in that. So try and break the, the your page of text up. So you may end up still having the same amount of text. But if you break it up with headings and bullet points and maybe italics and you know pictures and videos and stuff, which we'll go into in a moment then that same amount of text now looks much more approachable and more bite-sized. And often people do that thing where, I don't know if you've done it, where you scan all the way down the page and look at the headings and go, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah, I'll read that. And you go back to the top and start reading it. So if you break it up, it looks more manageable and less like they need to find time to sit down and read it. Because we all know if we have to find time to sit down and do something, we probably won't. So break it up with headings, showing what you're talking about. And these can be topic titles. So again, if we went back to headaches, you might talk about different types of headaches, when to worry about a headache, um, stretches for headaches, posture and headaches. So those could all be your headings and then have a couple of paragraphs under each one. So you're still talking about the same amount of information, but you're just making it easier to digest. Then, um, and also you can do things like bolding certain phrases so that... Um, it, it makes those words stand out. And if those words are interesting, then people will go and read those, you know, the other words around them, the sentence paragraph around them. So that's one way you can start. The next way is to put things in your in your blog that will make people stay on there longer. So such as, you know, short things like GIFs, because they're fun and then to get engaging and they break up the text a little bit and make people smile and what have you which is good. Um, you can have videos. And I would really suggest that if you're doing videos um, of exercises or maybe a desk setup or or whatever it is, make them be of you. Don't go and find another person talking about them because then they look like the expert. You want to look like the expert because you are the expert. So put videos of you talking about them. I will quite often do lives about what I'm talking about and embed those into my blogs. So it's me talking about it. And sometimes I'm saying almost the same thing that's in my, um, in the blog, but because I'm saying it, some people, not everyone takes things in the same. Unless, you know, some people like to read things. Some people like to, um, to listen to things. Some people like to watch things. So it's all how, um, how we like to take things in so have have options for different people that makes it much better and much more engaging another thing to do would be if you have any audio clips so often I put podcasts into my um blogs but you could you could find again that maybe is wherever you could find someone else to talk about it or you could do a quick audio recording talking about things that are important to to the topic you're talking about all those things make people stay 
um, on your page longer, which again, as I said, increases the amount of dwell time, which is really super important. Excellent. So those are the main four factors. Um, those are the four main factors I think you should concentrate on if you're just start getting started on your SEO journey. That is site speed and site security, and that will affect every single page of your website if you're getting those working well. Um, usability to make sure it's really good and simple for people to navigate your website, to know what you want, to think, what you do, and to um, find out your prices and where you are, so that they can find all this information really quick and then get 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 an appointment book don't make them hunt for stuff no one is going to spend time hunting for it so make it easy and then the fourth factor is dwell time so finding ways to make the information on your page easy to read entertaining engaging to make them stay there longer if you've got only 300 words that someone can read in a minute or two then they're not going to stay there very long so make it easy for them to stay there for a long amount of time perfect i do have a checklist um, that you can download and go through these so i'll put a link to that in the show notes um, so that you can follow that and then particularly if you're doing writing blogs you can have a you can refer back to that one each time you write a blog to make sure you've got all your engaging things in there perfect so i hope you found that helpful um there is a blog on there about this as well so i'll put that in the show notes which goes through it in maybe in a different way that you'll find easier to to digest and sometimes it helps look at the same thing more than once to get it sort of clear in your mind i know i find that anyway great right so that's today's podcast um next week we are talking about blogging so that should be interesting and fun. I do love a good blog. So I hope you have a lovely day. My name's Rosie Piercy. Goodbye.